Welcome to Authority Issues, a podcast about leadership, management, and trying hard not to hate all of humanity based on the news. I'm Rachel Perkins, aka Pie or Pie Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership. Just the news. There's lots of other reasons to hate all of humanity. And I'm Kendall Miller, relentlessly, tirelessly optimistic about all the things, uh, though sometimes also very tired. So tirelessly, but also very tired. Okay, this t- totally makes sense. I-, I will be optimistic despite my tired, tirelessly. Okay. Right? Sure. That, that, that's not that's how England works, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> how Englander works. All right. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about assuming positive intent. The good, the bad, the impossible, and that person you work with who definitely does not mean well. So, yes, also on my list of things to talk about. But first, tell me what's, uh, I mean, do you want to talk about Thanksgiving? Like, did you do anything fun? No, we didn't really do anything fun. Um, my husband is suffering from, uh, he's recovering now, but it's been like two and a half, three weeks. He's suffering from gout, which was yeah. totally unexpected. And Completely so, new? That's not, this isn't a thing he's had before? No, it's not. So, oh. uh, yeah, it. it it's a, it came to a head and it is being treated and hopefully it's just about done, but we weren't really planning on doing anything for Thanksgiving. But one thing that apparently is not good for gout is eating Turkey. <laughs> so, really? Turkey specifically or any meat? Turkey specifically, but also red meat and shellfish, neither of which he does eat. And so he mostly eats Turkey and chicken as in terms of meat. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, I, I roasted him a chicken for Thanksgiving. <laughs> nice. Did you have stuffing or anything else or just roast chicken and we had roast chicken? Broccoli? Oh, we did not have broccoli. What did we have? We had, oh, I made potato waffles, which is a thing you should definitely explore. Uh, use like mashed potato flakes, mix them up with some oil and water and salt and use your Belgian waffle iron and make waffles. It's really sounds- good incredible I've never you put that. whatever you would want to put on you know potato right. things so cheese sour right. cream gravy whatever super good for that. Yeah. For that. Yeah, yeah um we are do? not turkey people ourselves well my parents came into town they're living in la right now and they came into town and hung out um and we last year we were going to go to moab and see my brother and it got canceled and so we like Mm -hmm. went to the museum of nature and science the big museum in denver because you can get a free pass through our library and there's no line on thanksgiving and there's nobody there on Thanksgiving, or almost nobody there but it's open i'm surprised they're open um yeah i think i don't know i don't know what the reasoning is but i like it and uh so we went last year and we went back this year and uh then we made fajitas because my family is not big fans of turkey and never has been so i have a friend um, who makes tacos for all of the big holidays and i think that's awesome so yeah, fajitas are good it's i can throw stuff on the grill and try to relieve that from landing on traditionally my wife kind of mm-hmm. thing on uh thanksgiving so anyways yeah, it was good we, we checked out i was happy i also spent some of the time over the weekend making um cauliflower buffalo oh, i remember this uh, buffalo discussion. yeah it's not buffalo cauliflower wings Cal- anyways, so that was exciting uh, well, c- uh, buffalo cauliflower buffalo wings is that ca- that would ca- be the ca- way you would order ca- the the, the, yeah. the modifying words yeah 
Right, right. Anyways, it was exciting. Uh, I, I'm still eating some of the leftovers of that because nobody else in the family liked it, but I loved it. So I like, I'm, I'm making cauliflower broccoli tacos. And anyways, it's good. I'm happy. I have a cauliflower um, too, but only if it's roasted. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you're not doing cauliflower all the time. Do you want to dive into the topic or do you have anything else to process first? Oh, anything else to process? I was going to tell you that in addition to potato waffles, which had just occurred to me to tell you about, you should also try making uh, cabbage rolls if you haven't. This is a, I mean, part of my ancestry is Eastern European. Apparently that's a big thing, but I'd never, ever had them. And I'd never, definitely never made them before, but I have made them like four times in the last six weeks and it's, they're so good. So, so, okay. First of all, I have a very difficult time with leafy vegetables, specifically cabbage and lettuce. Like I just simply can't digest them. So oh, I would, no. I love them. And so I'm sad, but I know what a lettuce roll is. Talk to me about a cabbage or a lettuce wrap, I guess is the word. Mm -hmm. What's a cabbage roll? Is it the same idea? Well, it's kind of similar, except that you boil the cabbage leaves briefly first. So they soften up, then you roll the, the filling up in them and put them in a dish and bake them or cook them on the stovetop, which is how I do it in sauce. And what's so. the filling, Gouda cheese? Uh, no, surprisingly, there's no cheese in this dish, but I still like it. What? That's how what? you know it's really good, right? Yeah, right. that's amazing. Um, yeah. So it's, in this case, most people make it with rice and ground beef and onions, but I make it with rice, rice and ground chicken and, onion. and onions. I mean, that does actually sound very similar to lettuce wraps. At least I've never seen a lettuce wrap anywhere other than like a P.F. Chang's. But uh, I know that that's a place that they have them. And I think it's just ground beef and onions and stuff in it, right? Yeah, but like you're you're eating a crunchy piece of lettuce, right? It's not, the lettuce isn't soft and wet and like, oh, you know, when you cook yes, this okay, all together. You also, you put an egg in with the mixture. So it kind of oh, sets up into a, like a little so cigar shape. It's almost shape. a dumpling. Yeah. 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 Except, uh, you know, other than the rice, there's no carbs. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually, that sounds amazing. Maybe if the cabbage is boiled enough, I mean, I can, anything fermented I can do. So like what I need is big leaf sauerkraut that they haven't Ooh. shredded and what then roll like it make up because a, that sounds amazing. Yeah. You, you could maybe make sauerkraut in like big flat container so that you kimchi. can then roll up the yeah mm -hmm. roll some kimchi around it now we're talking and i can definitely I used to think i hated that. cabbage i'm not a big fan of like leafy vegetables but i like kale now i like chard i like cabbage what's happening to me i think becoming an adult. <laughs> uh you maybe you had covid and you didn't know about it and so you've lost all <laughs> sense of uh taste and smell yeah um, maybe maybe <laughs> Seems unlikely, but maybe. Anyway. Uh, good. Oh, wait. I, I do want to say about that. You know what this reminds me of before we get into the topic? Uh, I have kind of gone veggie lately. I think I've mentioned that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've been veggie curious for about two months and I, I'm not, um, I haven't completely gotten rid of meat and, and given the complexity of my family and my already dietary habits, I need to eat what's put in front of me for the most part. And, um, but I went to a Shake Shack like the week after I started kind of going vegetarian and I was curious. Have you been to a Shake Shack? You know what Shake Shack is? I have is? not, the... but I know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I had it scheduled when I was still eating meat and then I went and I was like, you well, I got to see what I can do. To and because well, I, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a lunch that I had scheduled with somebody oh, okay. and I was very excited about it. But then, so I show up, they have this thing that is like, it is a mushroom 
with cheese on top. I think it's a Gouda. I'm going to get the mm -hmm. order wrong, but I think it's a Gouda on top. And then they deep fry that in a breading. So it's the Gouda is completely encased with the mushroom mm -hmm. and then deep fried. And then they put Swiss cheese on top of that. Or maybe it's, it's I mean, it's way too much mm -hmm. cheese. No, 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 that's just the right amount you. of cheese. And there is, there is nothing about it that is redeeming other than it's Man, fucking tastic! But you're not eating a healthy meal. You're just no, eating no. a meal without meat. This is not vegetarianism uh, for the sake of your health. This is yeah, right? Yes, yeah, and I, I tremendously I, I enjoyed. Like sound of that. That sounds awesome. I, yeah, yeah. I've in the past made burgers out of those big portobello mushroom caps. Where you just you cut, you snap yes. out the stem, put olive oil on it, cook it gill side down on the grill, and then put cheese on it and eat it like a sandwich, and that's super good. But I grilled those in college like in a that. dorm, but this mm -hmm. was deep fried with cheese yeah. inside the breading. I'm doing my yeah. head exploding. Yeah, head explode uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, okay, let's talk about assuming positive intent because Something when you go to serious. Shake Shack and you order a vegetarian burger, you assume positive intent and what you get is very, very positive, but uh, this is a completely unrelated <laughs> topic. This, this came up in a, um, a recording that we were doing with who? Maybe with Eli. And Possibly, he yeah. said something about positive intent and we, you know, kind of offhandedly said we should do a whole episode on that. And so um, that's why we're yeah. talking about that today. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to start or? Um, uh, I can. Start? I have a lot of thoughts about this because it's actually yeah. becoming pretty common and intended with positive intent by a lot of leadership and companies to t include this in the the company's, you know, bylaws Ethos or. or yeah, sure. uh, even their policies, like, and that's mm -hmm. when it becomes extra dangerous because it's it it sounds fantastic, right? The whole idea being, if you have an interaction with someone and they say or do something that upsets you for you know whatever reason, we can get into various reasons later, but uh, the best thing to do is to try and work through it with curiosity about why they might've done that or to assume that they didn't intend to upset you because right. it's more productive theoretically to have that kind of relationship with your colleagues rather than immediately going to, they, you know, they were mean to me or they, they broke my process or they did whatever. Um, if you assume they wanted to intent, destroy me, yeah, exactly. They want they're trying to be rude to me, kind of thing. Right. Uh, instead, if you think maybe this was just a misunderstanding, I should proceed as though they intended that in a positive way, or that mm -hmm. they at least didn't intend it in a negative way, and so we can move forward and continue to you know perform for the business in a way that is good for everybody, uh, and it, and it kind of you know. In a lot of ways, it totally makes sense to kind of approach your life that way. If you're looking for reasons to be pissed off, then maybe this will change your life for the better, I'd say in general. But there are some serious issues uh, with it, which we can get into. But is there anything else you want to say about this first, Kendall, before we move on to that? Uh, no, I mean, that's that's the basis for it that, um, I mean, I have a bunch to say about it too, but like just, yeah, yeah, go dive into some of the problems. And maybe if you've had personal experiences where you're trying to assume positive intent and it goes bad, but uh, I don't, where are you going to go with it? Because I'm curious first. Well, I th think the core of the issue with it is this works really well if everyone is on an equal footing in terms of power dynamic, right? Because hmm. that then it's kind of a wash in terms of who's 
got more power over the other who's likely more likely to be believed than the other who is higher up in the company than you who is you know who is treated better by society than you um then then you get into a problem so i, I if i'm having a disagreement with someone and i decide to uh, assume positive intent rather than have a disagreement with them that's probably okay it depends a lot on the power dynamic um and it's sort of related to something we were t- we've talked about as well in the past where uh you people who are in leadership roles often don't realize that if they ask someone who works for them to tell them the truth about something they're putting a lot of pressure on that person uh that person isn't necessarily going to feel comfortable telling you the truth because you're in charge of them and their livelihood and you have more power than them and so you know, don't expect that to work. <laughs> don't expect that right, to be a good right. experience automatically for the people who report to you, for the people in your organization below or, you. Or for them to be able to be honest, even if they want to be. But yeah. Right. I mean, even if you think you're going to respond well to being told that some idea you had was fucking terrible, um, yeah. it's not going to work out in the long run to to put that kind of pressure on your on people who are in, in a lower part of the of the dynamic than you. So, um, think, so often the example given here is, uh, you know, John steps on Mindy's foot accidentally, one would assume, and yeah. it fucking hurt. Like Mindy said, ow, you know, wh- how could you do this to me? Yeah. And John's like, Hey, how, why were you so mean to me? I didn't intend to do that. I didn't intend to hurt you. Right. Uh, and you know, this could turn into a whole thing where then John demands an apology because Mindy was so rude to him. In, right. when he didn't mean to step on her foot right but right ultimately he did in fact hurt her foot and possibly you know mess up her shoe or whatever and and the action has a, a result it has an impact something happened right. whether or not he intended to or not and when you're in a category of people who are much more likely to have something bad done to them as a result of racism or sexism or the intersection of same, you know, any of those things uh, or any number of other things where people are marginalized, then it becomes harder and harder to, to tolerate that. It's, it's not fair to require the person who's constantly having their foot stepped on to con to think about the feelings of the person doing the stepping all the time. If they're getting their foot stepped on all the time, I can understand why it would not be comfortable to assume positive intent. Like after a while, if John fucking steps on your foot every day, maybe he doesn't actually intend well. (laughs) Well, I think, um, I mean, oh man, I have so many thoughts about that. Uh, One thing is a a mutual friend of ours that said to me once, uh, at some point, Kendall, incompetence becomes indistinguishable from malice. Yes. And uh, that has stuck in my head, you know, like, like, oh, every day I walk in and I'm sorry, I, I happen to step on your foot is sticking out. And I just I it's it's not it's not my fault. I didn't mean to, but I just happen to step on your foot every single time I walk in the ha- door. Like whether that's true or not, at some point it becomes indistinguishable from malice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that talking about, I, I didn't even um, consider when I was take, making notes about what I was going to talk about in this, like the the. I love marginalized. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, The marginalized person who like, it's real easy for me as a white man where 
the vast majority of my life, people have gotten out of my way, tried to accommodated help along, you, been helpful, yeah. accommodated me. And like, like, it's easy for me to assume positive intent because that's probably been applied to me. And like, if you're a marginalized person, there's a good chance that you have been heavily, heavily socialized by the world to not assume positive intent because there are an awful lot of systems set up against you that, that just affect you day in and day out. How do you show up and think this person really does mean best for me when like legitimately your entire life you've been told you're second class, you're not good enough, this is not, you know, this, oh, I'm sorry, this doesn't exist for you. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, whether you're, uh, you know, black and the and the world's looking at you different because of your skin color, or whether you're blind and like this building's not built for a blind person, or this application's not built, or well, j I, you know, just assume the developer meant for it to be as good as it could possibly, you know, like, um, let alone at work, like, then then you got to bring that to work. But um, mm -hmm. that's yeah. super interesting. I think it's good that you start there because I, I I wouldn't have necessarily brought the hey, hey you know the the world has. <laughs> been set up in my favor you're playing um, the game on the easy mode yeah that's what yeah uh, that's what is generally the case for white men in particular but um yeah that the idea and, and it's subtle because i mean it conceptually it's a good idea to assume positive intent you kind of avoid a lot of a lot of bad interactions that way assuming that the power dynamic issue isn't there um, yeah, and, and that's where I, a lot of people come up with this as being part of their like company, you know, their, their company, um, policies goals. because yeah. it smooths things out. It tends to reduce the number of HR incidents or situations where the manager has to wade in and like separate people because they're not getting along. If you really take that to heart and assume positive intent, then it's a lot easier to do business. And that's what matters hmm. to, you know, most of the like that's what matters to your shareholders or to your investors or well so but let me push back a little bit on i think it's an important thing to assume a positive intent in that like if you go through the world assuming everyone's out to get you and like i want to be super clear there are situations where that's the case uh but you know mm -hmm. if every time you get on the phone you assume this person's out to fuck with me or to fuck mm -hmm. me over as the case this, may be. This, this podcast um, is gonna have the not clean tag, FYI. <laughs> We've just explicit. said fuck way too many uh, times. <laughs> did, well, fuck. Uh, so, um, you know, when, like, when I'm interacting with somebody and they, like, actually the example I wanna give is, uh, I was working at an organization where there was a person internally that wanted to transfer from one team to my team from another team in a different place to my team. And uh, this guy's this guy was expected to take over the team he was on. And the person in leadership had kind of been grooming him to do that. And, and he was very good. Like there's reason they were grooming him to do that. He wanted to move and be on my team in part just because his fiance lived in the city that I lived in and he wanted to move and be near his fiance, which I don't blame him, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a bunch of company policies around what that conversation can look like ahead of time before HR gets involved. And it's very, you know, there's very clear cut, like you can have a interest level conversation, but you can't actively recruit a person before you've talked to HR about it. And, you know, there's, and, and I, I get it. I'm not sure the lines were the right lines, but I understand why they had lines. Mm -hmm. um, 
And he had flown down to see his fiance and he sat down with me and said, Hey, if I wanted to move here and I wanted to be on this team, what does that look like? Right. And, and I had a conversation with him. Well, this is where you could go and you could do this and this and this. And he got really excited about it. And he went back and expressed that to his boss and his boss lost her shit over that Mm. and sent me this email that was like, you're, you know, undermining everything we're doing and this is going on and this, he's going to take over and he's the future of this team and this is going to happen. And how dare you get And I, and I was like, a little beside myself, but also like, this is not a situation wherein I can assume positive intent. This person lost their shit over one of their reports moving. And I think to your point about power dynamics, like if everyone's on the same playing field, it's one thing. But when you have people who, for whom they have positive intent, but their positive intent is not on behalf of this guy. Their positive be- intent was on behalf of themselves. Like, yeah. this is what's best for me. And um, like, I guess that's positive intent, but, uh, but misdirected. It's intent and it's positive. It's an intent. Positive for right. themselves. I mean, uh, you, and they, assu- they did not assume positive intent on your part either right they just they assumed, assumed that i had skirted like, every system yeah, exactly yeah that i had that i had specifically gone or i mean they threatened to report me to hr for breaking the protocol so i, I took the email and forwarded it to hr and i said hey with her cc'd on it hey this is what happened this is <laughs> how it was perceived <laughs> i want you to know that this is what ha- i don't think i did anything wrong but please let me know if so and that immediately like scared the shit out of her because uh yeah well um Anyways, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, but it's a situation where I think about like, there are, it, it's not a, uh, how do I say this? There are people out there who are genuinely selfless, even most of the time trying to do right by their reports, by their peers, by the company, and they still get selfish sometimes, or they just have misguided intentions sometimes. Like it doesn't, we're still people and people fuck up. And so it's it's useful to assume positive intent sometimes, but also like there's just, there, there's sometimes there's people who just don't have positive intent. Their sole goal is to climb that corporate ladder and they will fuck over anybody that they need to on the way up. Yeah, I mean, it. like I said, there's a subtlety here because as mm-hmm. an individual person, it might work best for you to, inge- like for your mental health to, assume positive intent, but it, it, when it becomes really dangerous is when this is applied to policy and when HR is involved, yeah. because it doesn't then HR take into hits account you with the bludgeon of Yeah. They're hitting you with the bludgeon of you didn't assume positive intent and you should have your boss meant what's best for you. And that person sitting there going, do you fucking know? No. Yeah, exactly. Or even if your boss did intend positively, but it still negatively impacted you. And you're so, you know, you're in a, in a class of person that has that happen to you more often than not just because of your, the color of your skin or, you know, your, your biological sex or whatever it is, then you're just good. You're going to lose. You're just not going to win in that situation. You're going to get attacked for responding in a reasonable manner based on your life experience. And nothing's going to get done about the actual impact of what the person did. It's going to yeah. become about how you reacted about their feelings and nothing is yep. you know, like that. That is not at all how it should go. So you well, can so, get value uh, out of this, but it should not be codified. It should not be part of your, uh, of the way that HR handles things. Well, because the, what, what happens when you codify it is that you, now you have a bludgeon to hit people over with and say, you're exactly. reacting to this thing that is inappropriate to react to, even though it's appropriate. Yeah. You're overreacting. Oh my gosh. That's, 
that's actually that causes me stress because that's going to be a thing that's said to women and not said oh to men. yeah uh, hell and, yeah it you is. know you're just being emotional and you should just assume positive intent and oh fuck me yeah, um watch me I, hold I up we... both my middle fingers both. in this situation <laughs> yeah because so, you know women are so emotional uh, anyway carry on <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know how to react to that. I don't think I can touch that one with a 10-foot pole, even though I know you're joking. Um, so, I, I mean, okay, there's a couple different places I want to go with this. One, I think it's helpful in an organization, and I want people to assume positive intent. I also yeah. want to hire people that I think are going to intend positive things, both on behalf of their people, on behalf of the organization. Like, there are, there are extremes here that I can imagine. One is, and I think the organization I work at, People genuinely, for the vast majority of the time, and I know they fuck up, but do intend what's best and try to go out of their way that way. And when they get called out on something and they realize they fucked up, they're horrified and they try to fix it. And I think, you know, any sufficiently large organization that starts to break down, I'm mm -hmm. it already breaks down sometimes at ours, even though I think we do a good job, but like, then there is the traditional organization. There is one very large, famous enterprise who, you know, supposedly everyone points guns at everyone and is trying to murder everyone. The, you know, like like the 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 joke is, I will destroy everything and everyone around you. And I have people who work for this or friends who work for this organization who have said, you know, they build something and they release it, and somebody from a different organization comes and says, "You will shut that down, or I will destroy you. I will destroy your career. I will." ruin your name in this industry I, you know i will go out of my way to do everything to destroy you and like so there is a there is a world wherein you're hiring the kinds of people that you can never ever assume positive intent of and like that's a pretty shitty world to live in um mm -hmm. so like if you can push them one direction like hire people that are you know not shitheads and you can assume positive intent from but like even then they're still people and they're gonna mess up yeah, but I also think talking like, about like they didn't mean to, you know, the, the thing is that even if someone didn't mean to step on my foot, if that person or if someone is stepping on my foot every freaking day, it doesn't matter. To... It They right. should, you know, that, that should change. Uh, when you apply this, this adage, when you apply this philosophy in a situation where uh, institutionally, like across the entire world, the rules don't apply the same to you as they do to someone else. It honestly, like just, it, you just should stop thinking about the intent at that point. It's hard to, when even I know, you know, if you stepped on my foot, Kendall, I would probably know that you did not intend to step on my foot unless you were hammered and like, or like, look, watch me step on Rachel's foot. Um, it, it's still going to be it, like part of a larger system that constantly steps on my foot. And and I don't want to go too deep down the political angle here, but there are recent events in uh, self-defense uh, cases mm -hmm. where, you know, it's very easy for the system to assume a certain positive intent of certain kinds of people. Yeah. And uh, had it been other people, there would have been different outcomes. Very correct. Likely. Yeah. I don't uh, know why you don't want to go down the rabbit hole there, but I it's yeah. If we can if you want to I'd... and you shoot someone yeah. you're much less likely to get your the positive intent uh, banner applied Absolutely. to you right uh, you know or that you were scared and so you were worried for your life and the life of others and so you shot someone those rules apply a lot better to uh, a, a a white boy who looks like he's 12 years old than to a black man absolutely yep. and i don't think we yep. should i don't think we should mince words there <laughs> yeah no so. uh, no you're right well and so uh 
uh, I mean, I think I, I'm trying to give that as an example to illustrate the point you're making. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think you're right about that. Now, a completely different angle of this. Um, I assume positive intent far too often. Uh, I think too you're highly of people. I assume yeah. they're yeah, overly so. I mean, I, I took a, I had at work 15 years ago, a personality assessment where they, they do all these things. And one of the things they said is that, um, Kendall, you will overly assume positive intent. They call, we call this the, you will be hoodwinked, uh, syndrome or, you know, I can't remember what the words were, but like someone is going to take advantage of you and you're going to let them because you're going to assume they mean the best. So how and many NFTs have you bought Kendall? I am trying to sell one right now and it's not working. Uh, I, I minted one and, oh uh, and I listed I it, it and oh, well, I, I just wanted to say that I, 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 I did now I listed it for four grand and it took me 20 seconds to draw on a, on a bad app and it's not good. It's, I'm not a good artist. Um, but, uh, anyway. uh that wasn't the point. <laughs> Anyways, I completely uh, you. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, if somebody buys my really bad art, are they being hoodwinked? Maybe. Um, anyways, the in the I assume too much positive intent when they're telling me this as a part of the results of this personality exam that they're doing for for work reasons. I remember sitting there going, I don't think this is something I want to see as a flaw or fix. I don't want to be mm -hmm. like, I'm OK if I'm going to fail one direction. I want to fail this way. Uh, and yeah, I could see that. And it might work for me better as a white man for whom oh, yeah. most of the time I was gonna going to point that to, out. Yeah, it's not safest. might work. It will work better for me. It's uh, safer for you. Yeah. To exist that's that way. Right. It's true. It's uh, true. Then it would be for a lot of people. And and I think it's okay. It's a flaw that I like about myself. It, it is a flaw I'm aware of at work. I mean, there's a lot of times where, uh, I mean, I had a coworker just this last week be like, Kendall, you have to stop thinking so highly of people. Like that guy was shit at that. Stop, <laughs> stop thinking he did a good job. Okay, okay, okay. you know. And and what's mm -hmm. funny about that though is, when I think somebody's doing a bad job, then we're in trouble. Because yeah. if I'm worried about them, like I have come a long ways around a mountain that is difficult for me to get around. Uh, and uh, yeah, I anyways. mean, I would rather be like that too. Uh, and I, I, this is why I keep saying it's subtle because. There, it's not it's not a a cut and dry situation where no assuming positive the philosophy of assuming positive intent is bad. Well, it's totally not bad. It just only works for certain people. And if your goal is to make mm. your organization more open, more equitable, inclusive. Yeah. And more inclusive, then you can't just blanket that statement around and be like everything's Absolutely. fine because it's not fucking fine. Not for people who have people not assume positive intent about them all the time yeah there's um okay so i want to i want to dig into this a little bit you've talked about the power dynamic when let's say your boss um is stepping on your foot every day uh you know it's it's like let's let's talk exactly. about the person that you stopped <laughs> like Just kidding, boss. there's I love some you. people <laughs> I, I have a new boss. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut out just no. this clip. <laughs> and I'm going to tweet just this clip. And <laughs> it's going to say, Kendall, when your boss does this, and Rachel, that bitch. And I'm not going to put the, I don't mean that. Uh -huh. um, anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, so if my boss okay, gets anyway, to so, every so day. Back to, the, back to the power dynamic part of it. Like, there is the person at work that you can't assume positive intent from all. Either they're they're just selfish and trying to climb the ladder and they don't care who they burn along the way, or they're just a, 
genuine asshole. They, they don't even care to climb the ladder. They're just an asshole. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of mm-hmm. reasons why this person could exist. But let's talk about what does it mean when you have a person at work that you can no longer assume positive intent from because you've just seen too much. You, you don't buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you do when that person's your boss? And then I'm, I'm going to ask, what do you do when that person's your report? What do you do when that person's your peer? Uh, but start with your boss. Like, how do well, you react? In all of those boss? situations, you take notes. This is a situation. This is a thing that doesn't happen nearly enough, especially with new leaders or leaders who haven't encountered a situation where someone has done the wrong thing or is on the course to do the wrong thing. Uh, you should automatically start writing down what's going on. And document you know, with dates, document the behavior. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're asking me, like, how do you navigate such a situation? Yeah, no, no, I'm, right? I'm asking you specifically how you would navigate it. And, and this is already educational to me. So keep going. Yeah. Yep. Start keeping records, partly because you may need them in an HR action, but partly to prevent you or because if you do, if you're like, like you, Kendall, if a person is like you yeah. and is, is relentlessly positive and has a positive regard for everyone. It's really hard to see where someone could be about to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, if you write these things down right as they happen right afterwards, or, you know, at the end of the day, take some notes about your day and like, who fucked me over today? Who am I a little concerned <laughs> about X? You know, maybe not quite, you know, <laughs> maybe not quite that bad, but then you can go back and look. I have, I have my note titled who fucked me over today. And it's just, just a list and timestamps and whew, it's I, a I, long I had list. a customer give me a notebook that was titled people I want to stab in the face. And it was one of the best notebooks that I, I, <laughs> I have definitely kept notes in that book, notebook, but they were mostly that, around D&D. Isn't that the, the girl in the dragon tattoo or the girl with the dragon tattoo? She goes to bed every night and lists off the people she's going to kill. Or maybe that's a different movie. Oh, but no, I like, think that's Game of Thrones. Down a, yeah, oh, is that yeah. in Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah you might be right. That is what that is. Man needs a yeah. name. Yeah. Um, so not just because you may need this as data for an HR thing, which is always, it's super great to have that HR will will either love or hate you. <laughs> and if they hate you for having it, then change companies. Um, but it also yeah. reinforces your own belief. It reinforces your own understanding of what's happening. And it gives you context because if you're if you're the kind of person who's like, oh god, they could possibly couldn't possibly have been such a dick to me, or whatever it is, then you could go back and look at your notes and like ungaslight yourself <laughs> about it. Uh, don't then then you'll know. Oh no, they uh, they did it this time as well. Like just like you would maybe keep track of your own migraines and wonder if there's a pattern there, or your period or whatever it is that you're yeah, you know yeah. trying to understand about the world of yourself this will give you data for your for your own understanding of what's going on so you you know no this is real this guy is really actually fucking with me or yeah. his behavior is over time has amounted to something intolerable well yeah yeah i when i see it written down this is now indiscernible from malice and to be able to say that and you're right mm-hmm. a person like me almost needs to write it down. i mean it took a person saying to me kendall this behavior has become indiscernible from Alice because I kept saying, oh, I think they mean well. Oh, I don't think that, that you know, and, and uh, you know, I was finally called but out. Yeah, by, the uh, impact uh, of the behavior, even if it wasn't malice, the impact still means something. It still impacted somebody. And that should be that should be addressed. Yeah. Intention is not nine tenths of the law, especially not for people for whom those rules don't tend to apply. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I have, a, not, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of opinions about this. And 
I have to say, well, my company has a policy of assume positive intent. And I have raised this a few times. It's like, I get that this is a good idea, but we need to be really careful about this. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, we're, we're in the process of working through that. I don't want to throw that idea out the window because I, I think it right. serves people well in a lot of situations, but it serves certain people not well at all. And if we want it to be safe yeah. for everyone to produce and work and be be happy employees and and move our business along then we need to account for that no that's super thoughtful okay but but i want to go back to my question so you answered you start taking notes if it's your boss what about if it's your report well, you start oh, taking same. notes so you can flip them same yeah the notes are why because you're afraid situation. you're not gonna okay but but in addition to in addition to taking notes what else i mean like because I, I would argue if it's your boss you take notes you take note of the notes and then you quit if it's your report, you take notes, you have a conversation with the person, you pip them and you fire them. If it's a peer, you might have to bottle them up, talk to your boss about them and run away. You know, like I, I think there's, I think there is some amount of at some point you need to treat this person like Judas and mm -hmm. uh, stay away from them as far that as That may can. be the case. Yeah. It, but it's yeah. really going to meet, I mean, like I said, it, writing the notes and looking back at them will give you the information you need to make that decision. And yeah, if you yeah. have an employee who is either being a dick to you, which case I'm the boss of you. You cannot get away with that. Uh, yeah. But if they're being a jerk to someone else, you should still be taking notes about this so that you, and, and having conversations with them about it. And it shouldn't yeah. be about the other person overreacted uh, because yeah. that's not safe for the other person. It should yeah. be about, well, yes, but your behavior has a, has an outcome. Your behavior has an impact and you need to address that maybe the other person did you know maybe you are upset about the fact that they were like fuck right off when you stepped on their foot for the fifth <laughs> time that week but i could see how that might be a problem you know i, I could yeah. see how your behavior to in aggregate with all the other times they've experienced that from who knows who else right it's it isn't yep. necessarily all about you but a lot of it is about you and so get on with it fix your behavior and if they're well, not willing part of it to is. take that on board and understand that there's a wider context, especially like it's a, it's a white guy stepping on a black guy's feet, uh, you know, and the stepping on the feet here is totally stands in for a ton of other things, like interrupting yeah. people in meetings or not inviting Taking them to meetings, or, ideas or gaslighting, yeah, or, or yeah, or yes, any of the things that that tend to happen to people who are lower in the power dynamic for terrible reasons, yeah, then you have to understand the, the broader context for that. And you have to realize that your behavior is part of a pattern that they've experienced and you need to not be yeah. part of that. You need to break that pattern. You need to think about your behavior, not about how they reacted to you. Yeah. So what do you do? <clears throat> Let's say one of these marginalized people in particular comes to you and says, uh, Rachel, I can no longer assume positive intent of this person at the organization. What do I do? And you, I mean, not, what do I do? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. uh, how would you intervene on their behalf? Like, do you, I guess that's, that's maybe a pretty complicated loaded question and it's very circumstantial. Sure. Uh, but I, I mean, there are some basic things that you're going to want to do every time you want to, you're going to want to ask them, can you tell me, you know, what, what's happening? Give me yep. details on what's happening. Uh, and, at no point say, well, I'm sure they didn't mean it, you know, or anything like that. Oh, and ask them, what would you like to have the outcome here be? And see if you can work towards that. 
if it's if they're someone who's reporting to someone else and that someone else is not treating them equitably then i will you know i, I want to know do you do you want me to come with you to hr do you want me to try and have a conversation with your boss do you want me it has to be strongly informed by what that person wants what they want to see happen and i, I mean i'm never going to be able to guarantee that it's going to go well for them unless i'm 100 in charge of the entire company which is not the case um so but it's going to impact no. my yeah, feelings about boss. the company <laughs> god damn it boss uh <laughs> But I mean, if it doesn't work yeah. out the way that, you know, equitably for that person, then I am also going to have, uh, you know, I'm going to have a bad taste in my mouth and it's going to affect my willingness to continue working there. And I have Absolutely. a lot more, you know, I have a lot more security to act from than this person. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no perfect answer to these situations, but if you continue to remind yourself, there's context here. And you need to make sure yeah. other people are aware of that context. It's a, it's larger than just this, the five times this week that that person stepped on my foot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Wow. Well, this ended up being a lot uh, deeper conversation than I even thought. Oh, it was really? Do you, do you, well, I mean, I thought, um, well, first of all, let me just say, I assumed everything was going to be great. We were going to talk about all happy things. And, uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I, I was just, I, I wrote a few notes. Like, oh, it could be bad sometimes. Yeah, how could it be? Uh, it could seem positive uh, intent. It's positive, right? And it is useful. Well, it's super useful. I mean, I was even, I, I had a few examples of places I thought it broke down, but I do think, I mean, this is partly uh, a big part of why I'm glad you're here to give a different perspective too, because it's there's there is a very specific lens through which I see the world, and that is the flannel wearing bearded white man. Uh, <laughs> Lens. You look like you're from um, the Pacific Northwest, but you're not from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> in Colorado, we fit in too. Um, yeah, but uh, anyways, the it's, it's I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's the kind of thing that I'm going to wrestle with at every organization, both personally and on behalf of others. And, uh, and it's, it's, you know, how do I say this? Understanding your peers and your reports and your boss's motivations for things. Um, their insecurities, right? Like, oh, you've got the boss that's like, man, I'm really not good enough to be in this job. I hope nobody notices that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, right? And that's- And then they that overcompensate, ends up in, yeah. Yeah, and well, and that ends up in one kind of weird behavior and you got the person who spends, you know, 70% of their time posturing and 30% of their time doing their job. And some you, you've got some companies that think that's the best thing in the whole wide world and some companies that, you know, don't mm -hmm. tolerate that for a second. And so then there's all the weird behaviors around that. And like, and then you have the person who's just uh, genuinely an asshole just out to, I mean, I, I can think of a very specific person right now, to be clear, not somebody that I work with, but uh, somebody that I know that that is just an asshole, just burns mm -hmm. every single bridge they see. And I don't understand why, like, I, I don't get it. They, they show up in an organization, they fuck everyone over, they get fired nine months later and they move on to the next organization. And nobody okay, looks at this. Why do they get to like, move on to the next organization? That's my question. Nobody looks at this history of nine month tenures and goes, that's weird. Uh, they're like, he'll probably be great here, but we'll retain him. And uh, uh, yeah, anyways, like, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it is so important to understand those things, but you just end up in these situations where 
you have, the vast majority of people. Okay, I don't know about that. Um, the way that I see the world, the vast majority of people are out there trying to just do right by people, trying to take care of people, trying to do their best and get by. And um, yeah, but I want to interrupt you here, Kendall. Yes. It, it again, they're tr- they're intending, but oh yeah, there's, absolutely. A, there's an entire structural problem with that with with that world and you know you you as a white man and me as a well-off white woman don't have the level of you know for us it's safe to behave that way it's it's yeah uh it is it is uh anyway i think i've said this like several different times but you have to look at your own behavior and think am i i mean i am i am i am a racist because i was raised in a world where that's what happens and right. I have to actively push back against that. I can't just think, oh, my thoughts are the right thoughts. Right, right. Well, or even my actions are the right actions, or even uh-huh. my motivations are the right motivations. Correct. Like I can yeah. I can genuinely think I'm doing the best and still be doing a terrible job. Uh, and I can investigate it and interrogate it and challenge myself day in and day out. And there, the systems exist that make it very difficult for me to see things in an objective way. Yeah. Um, so it's work. It's work we all have to do. Yeah. And every no, time we're I'm... in a situation where someone comes to us and says, this person is oppressing me or, you know, stepping right. on my foot every day, the, my, my, my like tendency to go, oh, you're overreacting. I have to just stuff that back down my throat because that's not helpful. I'm coming from a world where, okay, maybe that makes sense in my situation because I don't have the kind of power imbalance that you're dealing with. Yeah. Well, so one takeaway. So, so, okay, wait, first my, I'm not arguing like, so even if the whole, even if a vast majority of people intend well, it doesn't mean they're doing well. doesn't mean they're not a part of a system that's not fucking people over. Even in my very optimistic world, there are 30% of the population that don't even mean well. They're Mm -hmm. like literally out to just. They're just out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, or. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's mostly selfish driven. I don't know. But um uh like that's the reality of the world we live in and it's complicated as a result of that reality. Um and then uh I was going to go back to the, one of the things you were saying right here and now that I'm having a drink while we're having this podcast, I'm doing a <laughs> nice very degree. bad job hanging on to memories. Uh one Negroni, Negroni man. I'm one Negroni. I'm I'm, I'm enough of a lightweight. That'll knock me out good. <laughs> I think that's um, good, actually. Being a cheap drunk, being a cheap date is great. <laughs> well, I, I will intentionally go out of my way to stop drinking long enough that I can be a cheap, cheap drunk again. Um, <laughs> anyway, what was I, what was I going to say? It was it was really profound that I was going to wrap this up with. I'm sure, but uh, it's okay. It's better to end the podcast without my deep, deep, profound thoughts. Uh, anything else that you want to say on the topic? Uh. Mm still too many things to count like it's it is complicated it's messy it's loaded it's not a simple yeah it's not a simple hey everyone let's just assume positive intent and or not it's not on or off right so so you were i mean the thing you were saying was you you exist in a world where you tend to you know think that 70 percent of people are doing their best but actually they're existing in a in a framework that means that they're doing their best is still oppressing somebody oh absolutely i'm not arguing that for a second man Uh, it sucks it sucks for everyone trying to do right because doing right is hard when 
this the system you're existing in is not set up for that yeah and it's complicated and and people's motivations are complicated and the company's motivations are complicated and even if it seems all clear because you know this organization's just for profit and isn't that clear enough there's still weird people who have their identity tied up in the success oh, of yeah. this and uh you know it's like it people thinking that they're part of a sports team i don't understand that either like at least you stand to personally benefit in a tangible way for working for a startup that's trying to go public like anyway if that's an entirely equity, different you might not stand situation. to gain in a personal right. way um, i don't know about that man I would never go to work for a company where they wouldn't give me equity. That just seems awful. And here I am blaming Equity's the people who went to work out there. well for you. And there are a yes. lot of people for whom it never, ever works out. So it's literally you are a correct. See, point. like there I am stepping yeah. in it, being like, oh, it's their yeah. fault for having taken a job where they weren't given equity. But um, I do want to ask, because this is, you know, th this is a, a topic that I'm, you know, I try to be educated about. I try to be thoughtful about but I almost certainly have misrepresented something or there's a better way for me to have expressed something. Um, yeah. I would really like to hear from people uh, on Twitter about this. Uh, if you listen to this podcast episode and you have thoughts uh, about it, uh, if you have critiques of the way that I expressed this or the, the underlying issue that we're discussing, yeah. please, uh, you know, it's your, um, your thoughts are welcome. I am at DJ Pie Bob and Kendall, you are at blatant error. Oh, it, that says it all, really. <laughs> Please. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't have, we a, we don't have DM, a Twitter handle. We will take whatever. Well, you can hashtag authority issues, but I don't think anyone ever has uh, we, before. Well, so you can, can we check that? Uh, We're so professional. <laughs> We're so professional. But yeah, this is a super important topic and I want to hear from you about it. And also I would like to know if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss. Yeah. And um, we will be back next week with an interview with a person that is a human that a human has experience in life that we will ask them about. Wow. Really good pitch. Um, good talking to you, Rachel. Bye.